Good morning and welcome to West Irwin Church of Christ. We're glad that you're here. We appreciate everyone's presence today for a wonderful day of worshiping and uh, serving and adoring our God together and encouraging one another in the process. Special welcome to all of the good crowd that is gathered here in person. Special welcome to all of those who are participating with us and worshiping with us online and are a part of our wonderful assembly today as well. Uh, We're glad to welcome you today. Today is a special day for our church family because as you've noticed in the bulletin that you received as you came in, uh, we're honoring our uh, 2021 high school graduates. Hopefully you have a a bulletin and you can see some more information about that. Uh, Just before our shepherd's prayer time, uh, Kelly Monaghan and our other wonderful men that have been helping out and working so diligently with our uh, teens and our youth ministry uh, will be taking uh, the lead in doing uh, that. And so more on that later. That will be a wonderful time uh, together. Uh, A few prayer updates this morning, uh, in addition to the ones that are in your bulletin. Evelyn Muncy will have more surgery tomorrow, and so we want to remember Evelyn and Kenneth in our prayers. Uh, Grant Knight's brother, Paul Knight in Sugarland has been diagnosed with esophageal cancer just this past week, and he will be having tests run uh, uh, to determine the uh, treatment that he'll be having coming up soon. Also, Ron and Jean Parrish's daughter, Holly, uh, Holly, has had her cancer likely returned, and uh, they're going to be doing some upcoming sta- uh, scans and other tests to confirm uh, that. If you were here for our Bible classes, you know that there were others that were mentioned in our classes and uh, with each other, and so please take time to pray uh, for those who are especially in need. I want to share with you that our uh, summer series will begin, uh, not this Wednesday, but the following Wednesday with a singing night. The schedule is in our bulletin, and so I hope that you'll take a look at that and plan on coming. That will be at 6.30 p.m., uh, on Wednesday nights beginning at Ju- uh, beginning June the 2nd, and uh, so we look forward to an encouraging time there. And speaking of encouraging, these are our encouragement cards, and as we have been prone to say for decades, they are in the back of the pew in front of you, in the rack there, and so get one of those today. We're starting the encouragement card ministry back up starting today, and that's an exciting thing. If you would fill one of these out, you can pass it to the end of the aisle and leave it there after our worship assembly. We have a box in the foyer uh, that you can place these in as well. We have a wonderful team of people that were all set to do this uh, over a year ago, and then the pandemic hit and the shutdown hit, and so we're firing that up again. And uh, if you want to give a, a word of encouragement to one of our graduates, their, their families, if you want to send a word of encouragement to those on our prayer list, uh, any of our leaders, a word of encouragement to someone that you know that is in need of just that exact thing, then this is a great opportunity to do just that. And you can leave those at the end of the pew where you're sitting, or you can put them in the box uh, out in the foyer, and we'll make sure that those are collected um, today. Again, it's a great day. We're going to have a wonderful tribute to our seniors. We praise God for them and for the examples they are to us and for the ways that God will use them in the years ahead. Um, My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. That's a great way to begin our service as we look ahead to the wonderful blessing 
of Jesus in our lives that we'll share about during the sermon time. Let's stand, sing this great hymn. we're going to honor our seniors. I'd like to ask, I'm not sure where they're scattered, uh, if all of our seniors, the five that we're going to honor, if they could come up front, and then we're going to read some things about the background and what's going on. Y'all, don't be shy. Come on up. It's going to be a very short presentation if we don't have any. So we are going to ask also as we get done, let's let's, uh, honor them at the end, and we'll honor them all at the same time. Uh, we do have a gift from the elders for you guys. Uh, and as they're leaving us, I'm sure they're going to college and going to want some encouragement there as well. So while they have the encouragement cards that Bill already mentioned, let's keep encouraging. Let's keep sending. Let's keep notifying and keep them, let them know that we love them. We're thinking about them. So, uh, so we have a couple that are missing. Uh, we'll I'm still going to read out um, for all five just so you guys can know where they are and where they're going. Come on up. We're coming up front. You can't hide the back. So. All right, so Matthew Christian. Uh, parents are Will and Stephanie Christian, graduating from Cumberland Academy High School, 
plans to attend T, uh, TJC and be an art teacher. So Matthew, we've got something for here for you right here. Uh, Chloe Harbuck, I don't see her. Uh, parents are Chad and Lindsay Harbuck, graduating from Lindell High School, plan to attend University of Oklahoma, major in music education. All right, and then Sydney Mitchum. Parents are Cody and Chelly Mitchum, graduating from White House High School, uh, plans to attend TJC and become a dermatologist. And then Trent Poppy, son of Megan Gray, graduating from Tyler Legacy High School, plans to attend University of North Texas and major in fashion design. I don't see him. And then Michaela Van Buskirk, parents are Mike and Aki Van Buskirk, graduating from Grace Community, and plans to attend UT Tyler, major in nursing. You know, the, the last year has been difficult for all of us, uh, but if you can think back, the pandemic stole the last year from these students as well. Um, in fact, we didn't do this last year because we couldn't even have a graduation service. We couldn't honor our graduates like we're doing now. Uh, so this is something that we can honor the, these guys in front of us now. Uh, again, they're facing things that we've never thought about facing. Uh, they're doing things that we've never thought about doing in a time that's unprecedented. Uh, they need support. They need to be honored. Uh, as we all know, uh, life is beginning for them. They think that it's a major, major, major milestone, and it is, but it is just beginning. And some of us with more, some of you guys with more experience, would we'll, we'll put it nicely, with more experience can can honor that and show that that's something that they can reach this milestone, make it to, but it also just starts here. Uh, let's honor these guys. And uh, again, keep them in your prayers, keep them in your thoughts, uh, keep sending encouragement notes, and congratulations on our 2021 seniors. All right, you got, wait. Hang on, guys. You have to stay up front. You got to stay up front for a prayer. So. congregation want to congratulate y'all and say we're proud of you for what you've done uh, you know uh, your high school years are complete you've, new beginning and according to everybody you know all of your counselors all your high school friends everything's going to be perfect from now on now, if you believe that, as George Strait said, I've got some oceanfront property in Arizona to sell you. So uh, what we want to do is, is encourage you to use what the church has gifted you with today, your Bible. And we believe that that's going to get you through those challenges, through those difficulties, the failures that you're going to have. We all have them. I've had more than my share. And uh, I've learned a lot through the failures I've had. So, and that will help you using that, that Bible. And I want to read a scripture from Proverbs, chapter 3, starting in verse 5. And I better get my spectacles out here. 
Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your body and refreshment to your bones. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first of all your produce. So your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. My son, do not reject the discipline of the Lord or loathe his reproof. For whom the Lord loves, he reproves, even as a father corrects his son in whom he delights. Let's pray. Holy God, we come today to honor and praise you, to thank you for all the blessings you have given us. Included in those blessings are these seniors that are here today. They have been a blessing to this church and their families. They have blessed the youth group by their leadership and example to the younger members. We ask that you would be with them as they go from high school into college. Give them wisdom to make good decisions and to overcome the temptations put before them by Satan. Father, we ask that you would be with our friends and our family that are sick. Be with Evelyn Muncie and Paul Knight, Eli Hodges, Little Beth Kennedy, Tammy Gayette, Isaac Mulligan, and Holly, Ron Parrish's and Jean's daughter. Give them your healing, comfort, and peace. Father, help us as we search for a new youth minister. Send us the man that we need and that can help us grow and strengthen our youth ministry here. Lord, we thank you for Jesus, for the life he lived and for the life he gave on our behalf. Forgive us when we forgive others. Lift us up to be better than we have been and to use your spirit to guide us in your ways. In Jesus' name, amen. gave himself that we might have that abundant life and especially to our graduating seniors I want you to know that as you embark on a new beginning just know that Jesus wants you to have the best and that he will walk along beside you we
every first day of the week, we partake in communion to realize what Christ is in us, what he does for us. As we set our minds on the table, we look at ourselves inwardly and we see not such great things. We see our failures. We see ourselves in a different way than Christ sees us, the way he saw us on the cross. 1,200 years before Christ hung on the cross, Passover happened. God came through and took the first son of every family. He set the stage at that point for who Christ is, a spotless lamb. In John 1, 29, John the Baptist sees Jesus approaching and he cried out, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. At that point, John clearly establishes the reason for Jesus' coming, the fulfillment of what the Passover lamb had only foreshadowed in Exodus 12. The lamb was sacrificed for the deliverance of one family. At the cross, the Lamb of God was sacrificed to deliver the whole world. The relevance of that is hard for us to conceive, to imagine how great and how huge our God is. The greatest part about that is our seniors that came up front today are grounded in that knowledge, a knowledge that we all have, that we all come here to see the words of God in a Bible. As we focus our time on that, as we look inwardly and we take this cup, we take this bread, let us remember what Christ is in us, the body that was so badly beaten, that was spit in, spit on, scorned. He took all that on for us, each and every individual here. And as our seniors take on a new chapter, we'll never forget that. As we are their family, when they need help, we build them up as Christ builds us up. You pray with me. Father God, as we humble ourselves before you, we look at who we are without you and it is it's not good. We see ourselves in your eyes. We see wholeness. We see grace. Father, be with us this week, and as as we fail you constantly, let us let us take on Christ. Let us focus our minds on Him. Father, be with us at this time and in our future, that we may never forget the sacrifice that happened. It's in your name we pray. And as we take this cup, the cup that washes us, Christ's blood, that we can't 
We can't get in without it. That we're not clean until it was poured all over us. That we focus our minds on what it means to us. And when we fail, we can forget about our past because we only have future with Christ. Pray with me. Father God, be with us as we, again, look inwardly and see not a great picture without Christ, that we, without the blood and the sacrifice, we don't have an avenue to you. But with that, we have everything. That you sought out us each and every day 1,200 years ago, that you set a stage, you set a stage for each and every one of us here, that we have an avenue, that the world has a place at your table. Father, as we drink this cup, let us not forget the relevance of this to us individually, and that we go out and show the world what this means to us. It's in your holy name we pray. finally we take this opportunity to look at the blessings that we have inside this room the abundance everything that we have that God asks us to pass on we pass on knowledge, we pass on works we pass on monetary we pass on to the seniors that graduate today and the ones coming up next year and the year after we pass on the understanding that they have a place here in this room with us. We pass on around the world that there is a hope, a hope in Christ. And as we give those donations, as we give our time and our opportunity, this world becomes a better place. And without us showing what that light is, without all the Christians showing what Christ is. It's ugly. So we take this time to give and to show who God is in each and every one of our lives. Pray with me. Thank you, Father, for all the blessings that you give us. Thank you for the time of this day that we can all come together under one roof and be family. That we can be brothers and sisters in the world that acknowledges you. Father, we take this time to, to give, to focus our minds and understand who you are. Father, let us seek this week and, and be boldly in our faith with you. Let us give freely. Give without hesitation. Father, because a faith in you is all we need. Father, be with us this week. Let us always focus our minds on who you are. It's in your name we pray. Amen. If you're part of the children's program, you're dismissed at this time, and I'd ask that everyone else uh, please stand.
Appreciate so much those men and their families and others who have taken such a large, large role and spent so much time working with our children, our youth especially, and uh, what a blessing it is to uh, be able to know these amazing young people and to be able to share in the joy of their families and of their graduation. I know this will, I I like to say, uh, you may have other church homes, graduates, but this will always be your home church. And we want you to know that. And we're sending you out with a great deal of confidence and a great deal of prayer and a great deal of gratitude. But we send you out into a difficult world. So how can we have hope in this seemingly hopeless time? I want to answer that question today in this message. And we begin by looking at this great passage in 1 Peter 3 that speaks of hope in a seemingly hopeless time and speaks of a readiness, not just to share that you have that hope, but a readiness to share why you have that hope. 1 Peter chapter 3, beginning at verse 13. Who is going to harm you if you are eager to do good? I think that's a really interesting question. I don't know if Peter means it to be rhetorical, and the answer is no one. Um, But I think he acknowledges that, well... Even if you are eager to do good, there are people out there that will harm you. And some that do that on purpose. And Jesus would even say some that harm you because of your faith and trust and goodness that you get from me. Who is going to harm you if you are eager to do good? But, verse 14, even if you should suffer for what is right, you are blessed. We remember the great beatitudes in Matthew 4 that kind of turn blessing upside down according to the world's standards. The world's standards is you are blessed if your life is going well the way the world sees it. Jesus says, no, you're blessed even when it's not. And sometimes especially when it's not, because that's when my presence and my blessing can clearly be seen. Do not fear their threats. Do not be frightened. See quotes from the Old Testament. But in your hearts, verse 15, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you. To give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. Keeping a clear conscience. So that those who speak maliciously against your good behavior in Christ. May be ashamed of their slander. For it is better if it is God's will to suffer for doing good than for doing evil. It's interesting that the Apostle Peter writing to people who were suffering intense persecution, who were on the bottom of the social scale, who were outcasts, who were exiles, actually, living away from their homeland because of persecution. Peter assumes that they have hope. Peter assumes that people will see that they live with hope. 
And Peter acknowledges that it won't happen all the time, but every once in a while, someone may even ask you, why? Why do you have hope? How? How can you have hope in such a hopeless time? Of course, seeing these young adults and the others, others that are graduating with college and postgraduate degrees, that's one of the big reasons why we have hope. Because we know that they've received a lot of love and a lot of prayer and a lot of learning through their association with their church family here and their family members at home as well. But this morning, I want us to look at several things that answer this question. How can you have hope in a seemingly hopeless time? Because I believe we can, I believe we must, and I believe we do, we do have hope. And I think that people will be able to see that And they will wonder why and how, because they know us well enough to know that our lives aren't going any better than theirs are, (laughs) and sometimes worse. And yet, they see something in us that maybe they don't even see in themselves, hope. So I want us to share some things today, and you have a lot of scriptures that you have there, and we won't turn to them, but we'll end coming back to this passage in 1 Peter Chapter 3, how can we have hope in this seemingly hopeless time? What is a reason that we have to hope? First of all, our physical blessings, our physical blessings. And you may say, Bill, I'm I'm not sure about this one because my physical blessings just ain't quite there. (laughs) I don't have good health. I don't have a lot of money in the bank. I have a lot of things physically that aren't quite what I want, and that is the key, right? What I want. Our physical blessings relate to our needs. Jesus promised in Matthew 6 in that Sermon on the Mount that we would have the things that we need. That just like God takes care of the birds and the flowers, he'll take care of us because we're so much more valuable to him than they are. And that if we seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, as we'll say later, the things that we need, we'll we'll have. Maybe not the things that we want, maybe not the things that we think we need, but the things that he knows we need, we'll have. Proverbs 30 is an interesting passage because it shares a prayer where the the wise man in Proverbs says, Lord, don't let me have too much or too little. Because if I have too much, I'm going to trust in myself, in my job, in my bank account, in my abilities, rather than in you. And if I, if I don't have enough, then I might be tempted to steal or to do something else. Paul tells Timothy to teach others there in Ephesus that they, they need to trust in God, not in personal physical wealth. How do I know if I'm doing that or not, Bill? Well, we do what Paul tells Timothy to tell them to do, what Paul tells the Corinthians to do, and that is be willing to give, be willing to share, be generous. We have lots of, of physical blessings, and, and we're reminded that God has said, you will have what you need. 
And so we can have hope. But what about our emotional blessings? We have a lot of emotional blessings as well that give us a reason to hope. And we begin with relationships. This summer on Sunday mornings, I'm going to be sharing in the sermon series a a sermon entitled Jesus and blank. (laughs) And that is actually the title because we're going to look at several different interactions that Jesus had with other people during his life that helps us to understand the kind of relationship that we can have with Jesus and that he wants to have with us and that we can have with each other. Because the relationships that we have with family and friends, that's a part of our emotional blessings. It helps us get through this world, even the difficulties. As Kelly and and Ken and Chad have shared, this, this life sometimes gets away from us. And yet at the same time, we are there for each other. And Jesus has been there for us. Relationships are one of our great emotional blessings. Another one is purpose. I think having a purpose is an emotional blessing. And our purpose is to glorify God. That is our ultimate purpose. In 1 Corinthians 10 and in Colossians 3 are two very similar passages that say, whatever you do, whatever you say, everything that you are about is done to honor and glorify God. Again, Jesus saying, seek first his kingdom, telling us that we should be servants and that in being servants, We follow his example and we glorify God. As we've seen in our recent Romans series in chapter 12, we we give ourselves, our lives, our bodies to honor and to glorify God, being living sacrifices. Having a clear purpose in life to glorify God puts everything else together. And when we lose that purpose, then we lose that foundation And our lives are a little bit helter-skelter. Our lives are a little bit chaotic. But when we're living to glorify and honor God, then there's going to be ebbs and flows and goods and bads, but we're going to see that consistent desire to serve and follow God and to live obediently to him, and we're going to see his presence in our lives. Our emotional blessings, relationships with family and friends, our purpose to glorify God, but then also our mission. And our mission is to spread the gospel. With words, without words, through our lives, first of all, through our example, but as we have the opportunity, just as Peter said, to be able to tell people, here's what I believe. Here's, Here's why I have hope. It's not because of anything about me but it's because of everything about Jesus. Jesus himself said that was his mission, to seek and to save the lost in Luke 19. And he gives us that great commission in Matthew 28 and Acts chapter one, to go into all the world and make disciples of every nation, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything he's commanded us and the promise to be with us through his Holy Spirit to be witnesses, first right where we are and then in the surrounding areas and then to the ends of the earth. As he told those in Acts chapter one, 
We proclaim him, Colossians 1 says. We proclaim him. That's our mission. To help others and to present them perfect in Christ. Peter talks in 1 Peter 2 about our being chosen and chosen to give honor and glory to God and to share his message, to announce this light throughout a dark, hopeless world. We're ready to share with others. Not just that we have hope, but why? And it's because of Jesus. We have reason to hope. Our physical blessings, our emotional blessings, but of course, and especially, our spiritual blessings. The others sometimes may not be seen as well, but our spiritual blessings are always there. Whether we acknowledge them or not, whether we sense them or not, our spiritual blessings give us a reason to hope. First of all, the scripture, this word of God, graduates that Bible that you got to add to your collection that will continue to grow through the years. Scripture is a great spiritual blessing. Jesus himself said, my word will abide forever. The word of God will abide forever. To the Jews who believed him, he said in John 8, you have to hold to my teaching. Then you'll be my disciples. Then you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. Jesus continues and throughout the message in the gospel of John and in the rest of the gospels and throughout scripture, faith comes by hearing the message of Christ, Romans ten seventeen says. And Paul and Peter both affirm the great sense of scriptural authority, that it is inspired of God, that it is God breathed, that it is authoritative and useful. And that with the inspired scripture, we have everything that we need to do every kind of good work in this world that God calls us to do. A great spiritual blessing is the Bible, the word of God, the scripture. Another great spiritual blessing is the Holy Spirit. We've been talking about the spirit on Sunday mornings in our class in the Family Life Center. And again, that great commission is based in the fact that Jesus will be present with us as we seek to carry that out. I will be with you always to the very end of the earth. He had just spent a lot of time telling them, I'm about to be taken away from you. But as he says in John 14 and the chapters that follow, I will not leave you as orphans. I will continue my presence with you. But that presence will be through the Holy Spirit, that advocate, that comforter, that counselor, that helper, that one part of God that continues the presence of God in our lives. We receive that spirit when we are baptized into Christ. Peter says in Acts chapter two, that we repent and are baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of our sins. And we receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. We're not in this alone. We're not in this by ourselves. Our body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. We are not our own. We belong to God. He tells the Corinthians and that passages, those passages in 2 Corinthians 1 and 2 Corinthians 5 and Ephesians 1 speak of that special gift of the Spirit that dwells within us, that indwelling presence of God so that we know that we are not alone. 
The purpose behind that Holy Spirit is to make us spiritual, to help us to commit ourselves to doing the will of God, Romans 8 says, Galatians 5 says, to commit to living lives that are showing and demonstrating the fruit of the Spirit that our kids have learned and sung about since they were little at this church. Our spiritual blessings also include these last two that maybe are a little bit more remembered typically, and that is salvation. The blessing of forgiveness, the blessing that our sins have been washed away. As John 3 says, Jesus telling Nicodemus to be born of water in the spirit, Mark 16's version of the Great Commission, to believe and be baptized. All of these other passages, the ones that we've seen in Romans, that talk about how Jesus is that great sacrifice, how his blood saves us from our sins. 1 John chapter 1 Verse seven, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with each other and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all of our sins, enables us to have that salvation as Chad shared as we gathered around the table without that blood that was shed so cruelly on the cross for us, we would not have hope. But because that sacrifice was made, because that life was given, we have hope. We have hope. So many passages of scripture under this topic on your outline, especially those from the book of Acts that answer that question, what do I do to get this? What must I do to be saved? Ask and answered. We see example after example of those who are taught to believe in Jesus Christ, to turn away from their lives of sin. That's repent to confess that faith before others and to be baptized in the name of the resurrected Lord Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of their sins. We see that time and again in the book of Acts and we have that confidence and assurance because our salvation is not based on ourselves, it's based on our God. It's the righteousness of God that comes by faith. Finally, the last of our spiritual blessings I'll mention today. Others could be on this list, but it is the church. It is the church. And as important as all of these are, I want to especially stress this one. You know, these last 15 or 16 months have been hard. The whole nature and purpose of the church is to be together, to encourage one another together. We can read about Jesus and God and and salvation in the scripture. We can do that at, at home by ourselves. We can even sing songs, maybe not well, but we can sing songs at home by ourselves. We can offer prayers and do at home by ourselves. We can observe that Lord's Supper by ourselves. We can give our contribution online. And we do all of those things. But the significance of what we're doing right now, the significance of the church is that we do them together. We do them together. And when we do them together, we encourage each other as we're doing things we could do alone, but we choose 
not to. And there are two reasons why we choose not to. One is because we need the encouragement from others. And the second reason, of course, is they need the encouragement we can offer. And that's why God created the church. He could have made it so that we live this life on our own and don't have interactions with others. But he realized that would be too hard. It's hard enough as it is. These great passages of scripture, Jesus says in Matthew 16, I will build my church on the fact that he is the son of God. That great beginning of the church in Acts chapter two, right after those 3,000 were baptized, they began meeting together, face to face, interacting with each other, helping each other, providing for each other's needs. Why? Because that's the purpose of the church to be together, to help each other, to give each other hope, to remind each other we have a reason to hope. Paul speaks to the church about the importance of mutual encouragement as he talks about the worship assembly in 1 Corinthians 12 and 13 and 14. And then the writer of the book of Hebrews says, we are to be encouraging each other every day in chapter three and in chapter 10 through the worship assemblies, just like we're doing right now. Don't neglect meeting together. Come, be here together. Why, Paul, or or asking the writer of the book of Hebrews, why? Don't know if it was Paul or not. Why? Because this is why we don't forsake. This is why we don't neglect. This is why we don't stop coming to church. Because we need that encouragement. And there are others who need it from us. It's not so that we can get a check off the list. It's not because we feel like that God is gonna strike us dead with lightning if we're not here when we could be. It's because we need this. We need this. And because others need it too. And it's one of our greatest spiritual blessings. The encouragement we receive from each other as a part of God's church and specifically as a part of this church. The West Irwin church family, as I said, our young people, some of them are gonna be around here. Some of them are gonna go on, those who have graduated, but they will always have this as their home church. And you will always be in our hearts and you will always have a place to go, always, always. So how can we have hope in this seemingly hopeless time? Because we have great physical blessings, because we have great emotional blessings, because we have great spiritual blessings. But as we close today, God has given us the reason to hope. And that's what we've said from the very first song today. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus than Jesus' blood and righteousness. On Christ, the solid rock, I stand. All other ground is sinking and shifting sand. It won't help. 
God has given us the reason to hope, and that reason is Jesus. Chad shared it in John 1, 29. John the Baptist pointing to Jesus and saying, there's the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. John would go on to write at the Apostle John in chapter 3, verse 16, how God so loved the world that he gave us Jesus, his one and only Son, that if we believe in him, we won't perish, we won't die, but that we will have eternal life. A passage of scripture I've shared with our graduates, 2 Corinthians 5, 21. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. In him, not in ourselves. And then we go back to 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15. In your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Not any person, not any church, not any elder, not any preacher, In our hearts, we revere Christ as Lord. Why? Because that's where our hope lies. He is the reason, the reason to hope. In your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. Doing this with the right attitude, gentleness, respect, consideration, love, but do doing that. Living with hope, first of all, and then being ready when people ask, how can you have hope in such a hopeless time? Young people, you know the answer to that because it's the safe answer. It's the answer that you knew to share in our Bible classes as you were growing up. You knew it. If the teacher asks a question and you're not sure what the answer is, what do you say? Jesus. (laughs) That's what you say. And that's right. That is the right answer. Because Jesus is the reason that we have hope. I hope young people who are graduating and all of us today can remember we can live hopeful lives. We can be willing to share the reason for that hope. And here's what we need to do on an everyday, bless, uh, everyday uh, regimen. Remember these blessings, these physical blessings, these emotional blessings, these spiritual blessings. And we can count our blessings every day. We can name them one by one. Because when we do, we remember and we acknowledge what God has done. This morning, if you need to be closer to that God who loves you so much, closer to that Jesus who is the reason we have hope, come as we stand, sing this great song today. When upon life's billows you are tempest-tossed, when you are discouraged thinking all is lost,
Christian prayer, we'll sing the first verse of Praise Him, Praise Him. Praise Him, Praise Him, Jesus our separate here, go to our own homes, keep us safe. It's in the name of Christ we pray. 